What up, world? Pass first point guard and Blazers beat writer Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Support the show. Support your boy. Support I, support the Trailblazers, I guess. <laughs> Today's show is our latest installment of our player previews. It's the Locked On Blazers countdown to tip off. We're dedicating a full episode to every player on the roster and giving you a brief but thorough look at what they'll bring to the Trailblazers. We'll look at how they performed last season, how they wound up on the Blazers. We'll dive into the best and worst case scenarios for the upcoming year, and then we'll finish the episode with a discussion of expectations and a likely role on this season's squad. This is our third installment of the Countdown to Tip-Off, so make sure you check back in your feed for our other player capsules. We've already done use of Nurkic and Nazir Little, and today we're talking all things Christian James McCollum. So let's dive deep on what CJ did in his eighth season in the league on the year. CJ McCollum averaged 23.1 points, 3.9 rebounds, 4.7 assists, shot 46.8% from the floor, 40.2% from three, and 81.2% from the free throw line. The not very prestigious, not as not as sexy, but close to it. 40-40-80 club. But really, CJ's season is kind of split into three parts, uh, and I think I think that's that's kind of how we should we should attack this and how we should discuss it, how we, how we should consider um, kind of the the CJ the CJ McCollum experience of uh, of last season. In the first thirteen games to kick off the season, CJ was incredible. He averaged in that thirteen game run twenty six point seven points, three point nine rebounds. 5.0 assists. He shot 47.3% from the floor. He shot 44.1% from three and 84% from the free throw line. He was taking 11 three-point attempts per game. He had totally changed his shot diet. He had kind of uh, eschewed the long-range twos that had made up so much of the CJ McCollum experience and just said, okay, I don't take long-range twos now. I take threes. 11 three-point attempts a game. Just, just a truly modern approach to uh, to playing guard in the league. Taking a bunch of pull-up threes, and he was making them 44%. Four of his six 30-point games in the season came in those first 13 games, including a season-high 44 against Houston on the second night of the season when he outdueled an amazingly still-a-rocket James Harden. Uh, it was quite a game and it was Harden versus CJ McCollum like it was those were the two stars going at it neither team could stop either one of those players and 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 CJ uh you know just pushed the Blazers past James Harden and the Rockets and then James Harden pushed his ass right out of Houston but after 13 games the magic of CJ who was again was averaging 27 4 and 5 in a win over the Hawks Clint Capella stepped on CJ McCollum's foot on a drive to the rim CJ actually stayed in the game briefly before exiting, and it would be later discovered, later later revealed, that he had sustained a hairline fracture in his left foot. And he missed the next 25 games. And the Blazers were, they weren't in no man's land, like they weren't wandering in the desert necessarily, but they were, this was a team that was... They were looking for it still, right? Like, they without CJ, they were still, they were looking for it. And... 
they didn't have the depth to make up for it. They were okay. They stayed afloat. Uh, Dame was really good, and and they, they found an offensive unit that worked with uh, with Gary Trent Jr. sliding into that starting lineup and uh, playing more Anna Scanter because Nurk had also gone down, and like they and they found like a really good group, right? But they weren't, um, the wins and losses didn't come because their depth was challenged. Then, you know, you've moved your depth pieces into the starting lineup and you really just don't, they just didn't have it behind him. And those 25 games was, you realized how much the Blazers missed CJ just, just because of how much that they sort of needed. They, you know, it's like their second best player. It's pretty obvious. When he came back, he returned for the final 34 games of the regular season and he just, he just straight up wasn't as good. He averaged 21.8 points. 3.9 assists, 4 points, or 3.9 rebounds, 4.6 assists, shot 45% from the floor, 38% from three, and 79.5% from the free throw line. And from that 11 attempts per game that he was averaging in those first 31, uh, for, excuse me, first 13 games, 11, 11 threes a night, right? Like he was getting them up. He only took eight threes a night after uh, he returned. You know, Norm was back. Uh, there was, you know, more more touches to go around or more, you know, more people, there was, you had to spread the, spread the love a little bit. But, Three less three-point attempts a game is a big deal, uh, particularly when you're making 40% of them. Like, those are points left on the board. So, he CJ just wasn't as good. You know, you're looking at it and you say 22, 4, and 4.5. And that's that's like still a pretty good basketball player. And I, th- I think that's like the lesson that we'll talk a little more with CJ. And in all, like taking the year on the whole, CJ averaged a career high in scoring, a career high in assists, a career high in three-point rate, and a career high effective field goal percentage. He was he was as efficient as he's been. He wasn't his uh, career high true shooting percentage. True shooting percentage takes into account free throws, and CJ didn't shoot his free throws as well as he did as he had in a previous season when he led the NBA in free throw shooting. Uh, just an eighty percent free throw shooter last year. He's he in real life he's better than that, or maybe not because one year he shot seventy five percent. He's a little bit inconsistent for the free throw line. It's it's so it's truly puzzling. But like on the whole. A career high in scoring in his in his eighth season, a career high in assists, like really stepped up his playmaking game, and a career high in three point rate changed changed where he took shots and it cut out some of those mid rangers and tr- traded him in for threes. Um, about the same number of field goals just coming from further away, and those further away shots are worth more points. Uh, he was he was he was efficient and he was better at sharing the rock. Like the things you want CJ to be is a lethally efficient scorer and a better distributor. That's, that's like, he checks those boxes because, or he checked those boxes and, and quite frankly, he was really good. Like he was, he was impressive and, and important in all those things. But then in the playoffs, he was again, good, but not quite good enough. 20.7 points, six boards, 4.3 assists, shot 43% from the, 44% from the floor, 33% from three. He really struggled with his outside shot and 77% from the free throw line. And he just wasn't, you never had a game where you're like, damn, CJ's, C, CJ's really playing well. It's like he's he's at the point where you can average 21 points per game and you can play poorly. Like he's that good. Um, and the standard is that high for him. The, the playoffs included stepping out of bounds with 10 seconds left and the Blazers trailing by three during the second overtime of game five and a chance to take a 3-2 lead when Damian Lord had 55 points and was absolutely magic and CJ stepped out of bounds. That isn't to say that like, <laughs> I don't know, that... Uh, that that CJ was the reason that they lost or anything, but he, the burden is on him. It was on him to be better, and he wasn't very good in the playoffs. That's just that's how the season went for him. An incredible first 30, 13 games, misses twenty five in the middle there, and then comes back and is good but not great in the final thirty five games. 
and then was pretty underwhelming in the playoffs and his season ended. Like I said, on the whole, looks pretty good, but when you break it up into parts, there is a part of CJ that was fantastic and a part of CJ that wasn't quite good enough. And I think that's where the Blazers are kind of skating right now is what's what CJ do they get? And that's what I want to talk about in the second segment is the best and worst case scenarios for CJ McCollum heading into this season. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is the currently the number one product in the antiperspirant category on Amazon. How you like that? It's, it's also been a bestseller on Amazon for over 10 years. And there's over 13,000 reviews. People love this product and they've you can go read about it on the popular e-commerce website. But you might be asking, so what is Sweatblock? And I'm specifically I want to tell you about Sweatblock wipes. They are wipes that are stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. What you do is if you're a heavy perspirer, you you know you know what it's like to be sweaty. You know what it's like to have it ruin your day. So you just get ahead of it before your day even starts. You take one of these wipes, you wipe it on the places that you sweat, you go to bed, you wake up, take a shower, go about your day with confidence, wear what you want, and don't sweat it. <laughs> Listen, uh, Sweatblock is, is pretty confident in their product. So confident they're giving you the dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. So go spend your money, and if it doesn't work, get it back. Doesn't that seem simple? Use the promo code LOCKEDON when you visit sweatblock.com, and you'll get 20% off. Like I said, this product's also available at Amazon or at your local CVS if you like a little analog shopping. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sleeper. The Sleeper experts in 2018, they realized that fantasy basketball was broken, and the games were just being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It's a scheduled game. Made no sense. It required very little strategy. So in 2020, here's what they did. They released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Picks, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games between opponents. Listen, the days of losing because the your opponent's players simply had more games are over. The days of mindless busy work are over. And the days of giving up halfway through the season because of that mindless busy work, well, they're over too. In game picks, you just pick one game per week for each player based on matchups, home and away, opponent's defensive rating, pace of play, all of those things. Listen, they've cracked the code on fantasy basketball. They're making it easier. They're making it more fun. They're making it more strategic. So go download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right. Let's keep it rolling. We've talked about CJ McCollum's 2020-21 season, and now I want to lay out the best and worst case scenarios for Christian James. Let's be clear. These are not these are best case scenarios within reason and without injury. I'm not everyone's best case scenario is that they win the MVP, but I don't want to talk about MVPs for guys it isn't reasonable for. I don't want to talk about all-star games for guys it isn't reasonable for, and I don't want to talk about health. The worst case scenario has to be stuff that happens on the basketball court. We are we are leaving this on the hardwood. It's best and worst case scenarios that happen between the lines. So what's the best case scenario for CJ McCollum, the best case scenario is that the CJ of pre-injury returns for 75 games, that three-point shooting shot diet stays, 
He's a long-range bomber, and he does it without sacrificing any of his playmaking ability. That three-point shot empowers him to be a floor spacer and an attacker, and his improved playmaking lets him set up his teammates and set up his own offense even more because he's dangerous both from deep and, and giving it up and getting it back. And that playmaking, it's so key for C.J. McCollum. It would allow the Blazers to employ so many three-guard lineups. They've got a lot of options to play three guards. And if C.J. can really dish, if he can really pass, then you can play three-guard lineups with Ant and three-guard lineups with Norm and, and allow C.J. to both run the second unit and allow to step back. Because he's because he's a better three-point shooter, because he has that playmaking ability, because he's not having to dribble into so many mid-range jumpers, it allows him to step back and let Ant run that offense. Let Ant, Ant command a few possessions. Let Norm go because he knows because CJ knows that I'm a, an elite spot-up shooter and I'm going to be ready for it. The best case for CJ McCollum is that those 13-game small sample size turns into a 75-game masterpiece. It also includes a couple skills that have eluded CJ for a long time. While he has improved a great deal as a playmaker and changed his uh, sort of offensive approach, uh, once a mid-range maestro turning into a long-range bomber, he could always shoot it, he just backed up a little bit. But the best-case scenario in involves drawing more fouls, finding a balance between being that long-range bomber and someone who gets to the rim, someone who earns free points and easy baskets and can take advantage of when teams get into the bonus by getting to the line and being a you know an 80-plus percent free-throw shooter, getting making the Blazers' life easier. The best-case scenario means that C.J. McCollum, who is one of the great bad shot makers in the game, learns how to get easy shots more regularly. And the best-case is that C.J. McCollum is an all-star. The trade rumors that have swirled for years and ramped up last summer look foolish because at midseason, C.J. McCollum is joining Damian Lillard on the all-star team. The Blazers, with a great deal of team success, have earned two all-stars. And, and that all-star spot, that midseason showcase award that has eluded C.J. for so long, finally becomes his. He gets to go and play six minutes in Indianapolis, and you feel like it's, oh, this special time. But the best case for C.J. McCollum isn't that he is, it's not even necessarily that he gets that midseason award. There could be a best case for C.J. McCollum where he is truly in consideration, where he is truly in that all-star talk. Because if the C.J. McCollum that averaged 27 plus points in those first 13 games, if he shows up for an extended period and the Blazers are going to be really, really good. And then you won't be able to talk about the All-Star game without talking about Christian James. The best case scenario is that he forces his way into the conversation. He's not a talking point only out here in the Pacific Northwest, but everywhere. And everyone's pointing to CJ and saying, well, yeah, he probably deserves a shot. So what's the worst case for CJ McCollum? It's pretty narrow. The worst case is that CJ remains very good, but an imperfect fit. The worst case for CJ McCollum is not really that far away from his best case. The worst case for CJ McCollum is that he averages like 22, 4, and 4. He's still going to be very good. He's, the, the for him, more than any other player on the roster, the distance between best case and worst case are, 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 are very narrow. 
Damon Lord probably deserves to be in that conversation. But for CJ, they're very narrow. The difference between him being extremely good and him being good is about five points per game. It's about one more assist and one more rebound. It's really that slim. What might feel like a disappointing season would be if CJ was just what he's been for the last eight years, which is a pretty darn good NBA basketball player, a certified bucket, but not a lot else. The worst case scenario for CJ McCollum is that the playmaking flashes he showed for almost the entirety of last season, setting career high insists, kind of disappear under a new system and that he is not that playmaker and he settles back into being maybe more comfortable as a, as a true two and the Blazers don't have that versatility, don't have that playmaking from him. The best, the worst case for CJ McCollum is that the trade rumors continue to swirl because when you look at this team, you realize that him and Dame remain an imperfect fit and that we don't talk about all-star at midseason. We talk about trades because the trade deadline is approaching. The worst case for CJ McCollum is that all summer long, when every time a trade came up, you had to plug in CJ's name into the trade machine. It means that he's still getting plugged into the trade machine. He's still coming up. CJ McCollum trade when you're looking in your, your internet search engine. The worst case for C.J. McCollum is that while he's good, he's not good enough. And not good enough means that he the, the volume gets turned up so loud on whether he can continue to be part of this partnership. The worst case for C.J. McCollum is that he is simply what he's been. And he doesn't take this massive step forward. And because doing the same thing over and over again feels Sisyphusian and feels uh, insane that the Blazers realize that they really do have to make a change next summer. And whether that means the lead guard or the two guards, someone's got to go. And it no longer becomes a question of, well, maybe. It becomes a certainty. Something has to change. The worst case for CJ McCollum is that all of this trade speculation never goes anywhere and it comes back harder, louder. And instead of being someone who can very calmly and maturely address the trade rumors, he just becomes someone who gets traded. That's the worst case and best case for CJ McCollum. I think with all these guys, you land in it. Like the idea of this is that it's the polls. Just with CJ, the polls are very narrow. Um, he's going to be, if he's, even if he's, even if the worst case scenario, he's going to be darn good. And the best case scenario, he's an all-star and he's, he's just great. Um, he's, he, he is, CJ has, has a really, really high floor. He's an imperfect fit, like I said, but his floor remains exceedingly high. He's a very good basketball player. Is he a really good basketball player on this specific team? I think that's the question that the Blazers maybe have, maybe for some of you have already answered, but for others, like this is the year that you really answer it. This is the year that it gets a definitive stamp one way or another because the Blazers believed in running it back and CJ's getting that chance. And that's what I want to talk about in the Third segment to close out the show is running it back and getting that chance. I want to talk about the role for CJ McCollum, which we know, and my expectations for him. We've laid out the best case and worst case scenarios, but where is he? Go- where exactly is he going to fall? Or where do I think he's going to fall within uh, the polarity that I just laid out for you? But before we get there, let's talk about Rock auto.com the family business has been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years they're specializing in helping do-it-yourselfers but their prices are the same for the do-it-yourselfers those of us working in our on our garages and driveways to fix our cars and professional mechanics if you are someone who does this professionally rock auto can save you money because they save 
everybody money. There is no special section for auto mechanics. There is no, uh, you don't get to go behind some red tape because you are a certified mechanic. You just get to save money because you're someone who shops there. You can save 30, 50, 100% on the same parts compared to the chain auto parts stores. Don't waste your time. Don't go through the hassle. Just visit rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. That's rockauto.com. And find a solution to your auto part needs today. And while you're there, make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Listen, I've been telling you about this all week. I've been telling you about BetOnline for a long time. But all week, we've been talking about football. And guess what? Every day it creeps closer. There's a you're, if you're listening to this on Thursday when the when the show comes out, there's a football game tonight. If you listen to it a little bit later, there's also a football game tonight. All weekend long, football's here, and there's no better place to bet on football action than bet online. And right now they've got a, an amazing deal for you. If you use the promo code NFL100 when you sign up, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. That's one hundred percent a full dollar for dollar match. When you use the promo code NFL100 at betonline.ag. So don't wait. Go over, head over to the website. A newly designed website of that where you'll find odds and props on every single game. Head on over there. Use that promo code. Win some cash. Have a little bit of fun. Betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond, still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about C.J. McCollum's 2020-21 season in review. We talked about C.J. McCollum's best and worst case scenarios. What I want to do to close out the show is talk about role and expectations that I have for C.J. this year. The role is relatively simple, but I think as of today, he might have a, a slightly new wrinkle. He's going to start at shooting guard. <laughs> <laughs> that that we probably know. He's been doing that for a while, for uh, closing in on six seasons, seven seven seasons rather. Like this, this is you know what he's going to do. He's going to play next to Damian Lillard. He's gonna he's gonna be a, a, a efficient scorer. He's gonna be uh, a guy who shoots forty percent from three. He can he can he's a bucket. Dude's a bucket. He's gonna make some shots that you say no 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 no. Oh yes, like he is, um, <laughs> he is special in that way. But. In the past, he has been also assigned to run the second unit. And I, up until today, I still believe that. And even now, I still believe that too. But today at practice, John C. Billups told reporters, the assembled media there, that he expects Anthony Simons to take the bulk of the backup point guard minutes. I think that that means that that Ant will get that opportunity. And I think the Blazers, there is a better, there's like a best case scenario in which Anthony Simons is a backup point guard. Like if he's a backup point guard in the league, that's, um, th- that is real, real value. Uh, I'm just not a believer that Ant can do that. And it's not only because I'm not sure that he has sort of the uh, natural passing instincts, like I um, to be, sort of make high levels, high, like, a, you know, elite level playmaking passes. Like, I'm not 100% sure that's in his bag. But for me, it's his handle. Like, last year when they tried to run him at point guard, he just got ripped at midcourt a bunch of times. Um, and you can tighten up your handle. You can get stronger, all of those things. I, I think Ant looks, so, I mean, everyone looks a little better in the summertime. You have a lot of time to work out and don't have to play NBA games. Um it's uh 
you know, I think Ant can take the, take that mantle, and I, I think it's the Blazers should give it, you know, five, ten games to figure out if that's real. But I think C.J. McCollum will still get a ton of time playing on the second unit. I think he'll still get a ton of time to be a lead guard with that second unit. And I think his his own development as a playmaker over the last two seasons where he set a back-to-back career highs in assists in back-to-back years, like he has steadily improved as a playmaker. It's been consistent. Uh I think his own development there means that like if it doesn't work out with Ant or if Ant isn't a full-time backup point guard but is like more like given more backup point guard duties, you can still let CJ play that. Like I think that's the only role changes there's going to be is like more initiating from Ant. Uh, Last year, Ant was both like legally obligated to pass the ball to Carmelo Anthony every time and not good enough to break off that plan. Like it's both. He both seemed like he was just coming down and throwing the ball into Mello and also not quite creative enough with his own offense in terms of getting to the rim or making, uh, you know, more high level passes to, to do something different. So that's why I kind of think like Damon, Dame, Dame, CJ and Ant will share that backup point guard duties. I, 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 Heard what Chauncey Billups said. I know that he wants to believe it. And I know that Neil really wants to believe it. Neil has been pushing Anthony Simons as a backup point guard for two years. He's been wrong twice. Um, that's why it's like, I think the best case scenario is that Ant is capable of doing it a little bit as opposed to not at all. I, I, I think that's sort of the big distinction that I'm, uh, that I'm making here. The, like in terms of where CJ McCollum ends up on the best and worst case scenario spectrum, like that, that's his role. His role is starting shooting guard in a little bit of backup point guard, but maybe a little bit less, but I do expect him to play a bunch with the second unit because, uh, they're going to need his shot creation with that, with that group. Um, I do, I, I think like where CJ lands is, and this is a cop out and I recognize that (laughs) Um, I really do, but like, I think he lands squarely in the middle. I don't think he's a 27, four and five guy. Like, I don't think he can do that for the whole year just because I think there's more, it's going to be more egalitarian on offense and they, you know, they're going to try to get Norm more shots. That's going to be a really big deal and try to get use of Nurkic more shots. That's a really big deal. But I think, I think CJ can be, um, you know, if, if he's if his like sort of baseline is twenty two four and four, I think CJ can be you know slightly ahead of that. Like say like twenty three four and five, and I think the five assists to me is the most important thing. If CJ continues to be a guy who shoots a bunch of pull up threes and makes his teammates better or finds his teammate shots with the assists, assists isn't the only measure of playmaking. I don't want to I don't want to suggest that it is, but it's an important one, um, and I think it's a really good barometer for CJ because um, it's not just sort of like raw passing; it's passing to guys to help, um, and I think I think that really matters. So, uh, you know, I, I think if CJ's like something like you know a career high in scoring and right back to his career high in, in, um, in assists. That wouldn't surprise me. In fact, um, I, I think with the whole season and getting his back and his foot right after, um, getting hurt in the bubble, breaking a, breaking a vertebrae, fracturing a vertebrae in the bubble, and then fracturing his foot when the once, you know, a couple weeks into the season, three weeks into the season, you know, I think a, a summer of getting right, a summer of, of, um, a summer of hearing your name bandied about in trade rumors yet again, only this time it was louder and felt for real. I think this is a year, not that he has anything to prove like CJ, um, in the, to quote him, I know I'm nice. Like he gets it. He can really play. It's not about proving anything. It's about continuing to add little steps to your game. And I think CJ can add little steps to his game because he's determined to add little steps to his game. He's gotten consistently better. He's still an awkward fit next to Damian Lord. He's still kind of, it's still kind of a weird pairing, um, but it doesn't make him less, less talented of a basketball player. Like it really doesn't. Um, it makes, 
it's a roster construction problem, not a CJ McCollum problem. So I, I, I kind of think CJ McCollum is in for another really, really good season because he's a really good basketball player. That's going to do it for our player previews. Not our player previews, just our CJ McCollum preview. We've got more of these coming up. Uh, like I said, we've already, this is our third one. So if you missed use of Nurkic or you missed Nazir Little, you can go back in your feed and you can check those out now. Um, we got a fun rest of the week. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to talk about what we learned in, in, uh, in training camp, then uh, the Blazers uh, play a preseason game on Monday night. So we'll preview we'll preview what to watch in preseason uh, next week. We'll have more player previews. I'm getting an interview lined up. We're bringing people back into this video sphere. Um, like I said, the show's on YouTube now. So go to YouTube if you're if you hear my voice. If you made it this far into the podcast and you are st- and you are within the sound of my voice to steal a phrase, uh, go to YouTube. Subscribe to Locked On Blazers. Search Locked On Blazers and subscribe to the show. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Thank you. If you're already subscribed, I appreciate I appreciate you. Thanks for rocking with me. As always, this show is available wherever you already get podcasts. So if you have a, a friend, a pal, a Blazer pal who's getting into the team because the season's going, tell them about Locked On Blazers. Say you can get it on YouTube. You can get it wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers, and we will be right there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.